Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock, Station 107.7 RKR, Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Get up to anything yesterday? I caught up on a show that I am way, way overdue for seeing. uh, Because I was like, I was looking for something to watch. Uh And I was going through and I couldn't find anything because I watched... Episode one of Mandalorian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I finally watched the newest season of Cobra Kai. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so okay. I was like, okay, what's something I, I haven't seen? And I was like, Squid Game. Oh, oh, you haven't watched Squid Game yet? No. Oh, how many episodes in are you? Uh, I think I watched five. Okay. I was up till like 1030 and I was like, oh go my God. to sleep. How Mark. did you, how did you stay? Like, how did, how was that the last thing you watched before you went to bed? It's fine. Man, because I, I was more interested in like it. It was it. It's more than just and you know if you haven't seen it by now, what the heck is the matter with you? Wait, right? Um, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Come on. Um, I literally just started watching it yesterday, and uh-huh. I was I was more interested in the. It, there's something weird about it. It's oh, it, yeah. like yes, like obviously it's, it, but it's not as gruesome as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I, don't, I just don't view it as very gruesome. I look at it, as I'm more involved in the characters. It's it's a little more. I I, I wouldn't say it's gruesome necessarily. There's obviously some pretty some harsh, pretty, pretty harsh parts. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's the psychological element yes. of it is far more extreme. Like there's something weird, and I know there's a second season that apparently they said was going to get lost yeah yeah the story behind the guy that um that did that show is pretty interesting he was down to like his last like five bucks basically or whatever whatever uh i don't remember what currency they use in korea that's south korea but he was basically down to his last five bucks he wrote this show and then submitted it i mean he was like a day away from homelessness basically i was gonna say that's actually kind of like kind of somewhat poetic in a way because That's kind of what the show is all about. Yeah, exactly. Um, but really good show. I like it so far. I think Fantastic. I'm on. I think I made it through like five. I think I'm starting episode five. Okay. It was the uh, tug of war. That's oh, all been, I'll say. I'll be honest. It's been long enough now since I've seen it because I watched it last. I think I watched it last fall. It yeah. wasn't too long after it came out. Maybe a month or two after it came out. That right. I watched it. But, but man, oh, yeah, I had wow. to. St- I had to start because oh. the fourth episode ended on a cliffhanger. I'm like, nope, yep. I'm watching how this ends. I'm so excited so, for you to watch this show. Oh, yeah. that makes me so happy. So That's yeah, great. But yeah, it's great. Very cool. I'm liking it. Well, I, uh, I've i been uh, kind of prepping my apartment to get ready to move because uh, that's definitely happening in the next couple of weeks. And that's going to be a fun story to talk about over yeah. time. But <laughs> I have to tell you this story. Um, do you remember the fishing trip I went on in August last year down to Arkansas? For, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Labor Day weekend we went down there. Uh-huh. I took a cooler of beer with me and I brought down a whole bunch of Michigan beer, some Bell stuff. I brought down Two Hearted. I brought down a bunch of stuff. Um, I opened that cooler up, which has not been, well, it's been open, but it hasn't really been, it's been put away, you know? Yeah. I got into it for the first time yesterday since that trip. There's Oberon in there from last year. <laughs> Awesome. So I can get a head start on Oberon Day this year with last year's batch. And let me tell you, it still holds up. It's that is a, that's what we call making a long-term deposit <laughs> into the international bank of my inebriation. This is my warm-up for Oberon Day this year. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I also, I wanted to get uh, a, an update on one of the stories we were talking about yesterday. Do you remember the the... The house for sale in Ohio that I was pretty sure yeah. was turned into a biker bar or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't know how it got to have this big party room and a stripper club in it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But apparently, I said the royal family, there's that that seal painted on the floor, on the main floor yeah. or whatever. That was apparently a dry cleaner's. What? <laughs> yeah. That building with like five separate rooms with their own bathrooms upstairs, a strange like communal living quarter, and then this whole like club strip club bar set up in the basement was a dry cleaners for decades. Maybe they were getting ready for Oberon Day early <laughs> too when they set this up. Kalamazoo's Rock, Station 107.7 RKR, Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Meatball, uh -huh. it's not even Wednesday, and I've got the weirdest story you're going to hear all week. <laughs> okay. This is unbelievable. For the record, I think this is the story you told me. You were like, do you want to know? And I said, nope, surprise me on air. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. All right. So I have no recollection of, of what this story is whatsoever. I came across the post from a guy in Kalamazoo on Facebook. Okay. And um, he allegedly took his car to an auto repair shop. I'm sorry. Florida. I'm sorry. He what? He allegedly took his car okay. to an auto repair shop in Portage. Gotcha. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the auto shop just because, again, we don't have any hard facts in this about what transpired between him right. and the auto shop, just what he alleged happened. Okay. Uh, he said that uh, months after delivering it, he, ha he hadn't heard anything from the auto repair shop for like months, according to him. So like his car has been sitting at the auto shop yeah. for this long? Okay. So according to him, they hadn't told him anything for months and months. And okay. so he finally picked it up and he uh, took it to his grandma's house, his grandparents' house, where it was going to sit until the weather was nicer. Right. He goes in the back seat and he finds an urn with ashes in it. I'm sorry, what? There's a guy in Kalamazoo who apparently took his car to an auto shop in Portage and he alleges that months after they've had this car, he gets it back and now there are ashes of some kind of remains in an urn in the backseat of his car. There's a photo of this on the Rocker app okay, and at WRKR.com. Uh, now, again, he said he waited months to hear anything on his car, um, and this is how it was returned. So he said, I took the vehicle to my grandparents' house where we'll sit until the weather is nicer. And upon inspecting the vehicle, I noticed something absolutely gut-wrenching. There is an urn with ashes inside. He said, I'm completely perplexed on the entire situation and have no idea what the next step is. If anybody has any insight on what to do, it would be much appreciated. So a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying that uh, they should take the, he should take the urn to the police. Like some people were like, oh, I'll take it back to the, the auto shop. And like, no, don't do that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's human remains, if it's an animal's remains. I mean, it, you could see it on the Rocker app. It's a nice-looking urn. I doubt anybody would put their animal in something like this. Uh -huh. um, somebody, people are saying take it to the police so that they can... Because there aren't a lot of funeral homes or crematories in, in the area. Right. So you would imagine someone would know something. I don't know. I, Mark, you can probably see this. They obviously can't on the radio. My jaw has been 
drop like a gape since you said this. That there was just an urn with ashes in the back seat of this car that he picked up after months sitting at an auto shop. Yeah. Now some people are like, well, when you take your car to a sh and I've Okay, so I gave my car one time to a guy to fix, and it took him like three weeks, and I left it with a full tank of gas, and uh -huh. I got it back, and it was on E. So he was using my car. Not saying that they did this, but some people are like, some people will do that. Now, again, we have no way of proving if the fault lies with the auto shop, what they did with his car. This is all based on his recollection. I think the owner of the shop was also in the comment section, and uh -huh. he's kind of like firing off at the dude and... I don't know. What? It seemed, Wait, he's mad at the guy because he found an urn with ashes in the backseat of a car that he left at the dude's shop? Yeah, he's saying that they had nothing to do with it and that they never even checked the backseat. So he's denying everything pretty much. Um, so again, we have, we have no proof of whose fault this is. But the most important thing is somebody's ashes whose are ashes in Whose ashes are these? Right. Whose grandpa is in the back seat? You Who, know? How, like, whose, whose ashes are these? How did they get into this car? Why is it in an auto shop? So if you can, oh. go to the Rocker app, go to our Facebook, share it, try to find the home for these ashes because they belong to somebody, uh, apparently. I mean, allegedly. Again. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, this guy is, like, legit, though. Like, he is legit. Like, I... These, I'm not kidding. This is not fake. Did he get his car fixed at least? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, because it sounds like he just got crazy. tired. It sat there for months and they didn't do anything. So he just went and got it. Yeah, apparently they did some work on it. Like the owner was saying that he did some work on it. Um, but uh, he maybe he needs more. I don't know. Again, that's between him and the, you know, the auto dealer. That's really none of my concern. My concern is that if these ashes are, in his car, one, I'd, I'd kind of like to know how the heck they got there. Two, they should probably find their way back to the owner, you know? I would be sickened to my stomach if I left somebody or family member or even a pet's ashes in, in a car. But, like, again, how the heck did how, they get there? We how, need. How do you just leave ashes somewhere? How do you leave an urns? I am so perplexed. I don't have... I don't have an out for this. I don't have no. I'm so shell shocked as to the. I'm. I have no idea what to say. Well, you have left me speechless, Mark, and that is a very rare occurrence. Well, <laughs> I'm sure if somebody can share this on Facebook, uh, and they can help find and return these remains to the rightful owner, that they will earn a nice reward. Ah, damn it. It's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing. The Daily Five on the Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for the Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. Uh, today, Mark is asking the questions. I am answering and apparently needing to clear my throat. But I got some help today from John. How are you, brother? Good. Awesome, man. All right. Uh, Meatball currently up one to nothing. You got to help him get at least three out of five questions correct. If you can, Meatball goes up to nothing or... He doesn't, and we're tied up. <laughs> or I don't. Face the facts. Yes, All right, exactly. let's get to this, man. Let's get the wheel rolling. Let's do this. All right. All right, 
Question number one is general All knowledge. Right. In the great state of Wyoming, All right. any public building erected must have what displayed? Is it a picture of the current president or portrait of the current president? Okay. Artwork or a portrait of Dick Cheney? <laughs> is Dick Cheney from Wyoming? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, that's all pretty stupid. Yeah, I don't know. that's um, that's an odd kind of like requirement for buildings and what, what was what was the first one? Uh, a portrait of the current president. Um, and the, Dick Cheney. What was the other? What was the one that wasn't the Dick just, Cheney or the just artwork? Right? Yeah, just some kind of artwork. Yep. I don't know. Maybe artwork. That's, I don't know. I don't have a clue. Yeah, artwork seems like the most non-controversial. So I, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's go with artwork. I like that one final answer. Yeah, yeah, artwork. I like you have it. to have some kind of artwork displayed uh, in the building. I figure, so. I figure, given political divides, we would have heard some pushback for yeah. buildings in Wyoming ah. if they wanted to do that. Oh man! Well, all right, you got one down. Uh, question number two: right. Entertainment. What symbol appears in the middle of the Ace of Spades on a bicycle deck of cards? Is it the Statue of Liberty? The Roman goddess freedom or the Greek goddess Athena. Oh, come on. You never noticed? They all have the same pose. They all have the same pose. (laughs) (laughs) Or John Travolta in Saturday. (laughs) Probably since they're used all over the world, probably the the Greek. That's, I was thinking, I I don't think it's a Statue of Liberty because this is a, this is a a worldwide company, I believe. What What were the two goddesses? Roman goddess of freedom and the Greek goddess Athena. I'd say Athena. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm 100 on board with John on this one. I think it's Athena. Let's go. Final answer. Uh, it is Roman goddess freedom, which is also. I think it's the uh, the Capitol building in Washington D.C. Uh, that statue okay. is also at the very top of the yeah. building. So, all right, one for one. No big deal. All right, general knowledge. All right. What is the name for the hashtag symbol? Is it Octothorpe, Hashorp, or Thorpe? I believe I've seen where this is called an Octothorpe. Well, I don't. I don't have a clue, so I'm with you. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say Octothorpe because it has essentially two, four, six. Yeah, it has eight points around the outside, around hmm. the outside, around the outside, around the outside. Um. Yeah. Let's go with Octothorpe. Final answer. It is yes. Octothorpe. You got it correct. All yes. right. Moving to question number four for the win. Yeah. Geography okay. is the category. What are the westernmost and easternmost states in America? Ooh. Is it just Hawaii, just Alaska, or Alaska and Maine? I'd say Alaska and Maine. There's a there's a trick here. Where does where does east and west meet? That's gonna be on the what, uh, international Dateline, is that what that's called? Farthest... Alaska's a lot bigger and goes a lot, lot further to the west into Russia and stuff, so I don't know. Right. I think the International Divide, or the, uh, the, the Dateline, runs between Russia and Alaska. So I'm going to say Alaska is definitely for sure the most western. Um, oh, boy. I think... Do you say Alaska and Maine, John? Yes. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Alaska and 
Maine because I don't think Hawaii crosses the, the international date line. Because, yeah. because, because California kind of comes into the east yeah. and Hawaii is out in the middle, not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think, yeah, we're going to go with Alaska and Maine, final answer. Ah, dang it. It's so, just Alaska, isn't it? So Alaska is technically the westernmost state, but because of one of its uninhabitable oh, islands. one island. One island. That technically belongs to Alaska crosses over into the eastern hemisphere. Dang it. So, oh man, it comes I down. wondered about that. I thought I thought it was between Russia and Alaska all the way. Dang yeah. it. It's going to come down to the final question. Tricking me, man. Uh-oh, meatball sports. Ah, uh, no, my kryptonite. <laughs> the, the first hockey puck used during outdoor pickup games in the 1800s was reportedly made of what? Was it a grenade? Frozen poop or a tin cup? <laughs> I would hope it's not a grenade. I would say probably frozen poop. Well, I mean, grenade, I don't necessarily think it's like loaded. No, but man, what a, like that'd be, a shell. That'd be, that'd be quite a bang to start the sport with. Hey. Um, yeah, I. I'm I'm with John. I think it's I think it's a frozen uh I think it's a frozen uh animal biscuit of some kind. Let's go with let's go with poop. Final answer. Frozen cow poop. You yeah. got it. All right, nice job, Meatball. Frozen cow patty for the win. Man, final question. You locked it down and uh John, thanks for hanging out with us. You are gonna get fifteen dollars in Michigan lottery scratch offs, my friend. Okay, thank you. And John can move forward in the day knowing that he has much more poop knowledge than I do because right. he inspired me to get that answer right. <laughs> okay, thank you. We'll see you. Thanks, right. John. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR, the Rock and Morning Show with Meatball and Mark Frankhouse with a special guest joining us this morning, one of the founding members of one of the first psychedelic rock groups from the 60s, the Zombies. Welcome Rod Argent to the Rock and Morning Show. Hey. Good morning, Rod. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? We're doing great, man. Thank yeah. you. Rod Argent, thank you so much for spending time with us today, man. Oh, it's really Real pleasure being here with you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, very welcome. Uh, so you've you've got some new music coming out. That's why we're talking to you. It's coming out at the end of the month and uh, a couple singles out already. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But Rod, your music uh, has been somewhat of kind of a poster for the entire genre that uh, continues today in uh, psychedelic rock. That was in the early '60s, and now here we are. You know, 60 years later. What was it like during that time period in the world of music for you? Well, it was, I mean, when we first started in, in 1964, it was just a young guy's dream come true, as far <laughs> as I was concerned. And I'm sure it was the same for all the other guys as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I got into rock and roll by being blown away by Elvis singing Hound Dog in 1956. Okay. Um, and I thought, uh, I have to be in a band sometime when I'm old enough. I was 11 years old then. Um, and I, I couldn't believe that just eight years later, um, uh, I was, or was it eight years? No, 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 it was more than that, wasn't it? But um, <laughs> for, no, eight years later, um, not only did I have a number one uh, single with one of my songs in, in, in the US, which is not there, but I mu much later on, I learned that Elvis had that on his jukebox. And, oh, wow. and, you know, I thought, well, it's just such an unbelievable 
a dream for me at that, at that point. That was getting into the whole thing. And, and She's Not There became the first record uh, to get to number one. It was number one in Cashbox um, uh, uh, after the Beatles with, with a self-written song. We were the, se- yeah. the second band with a self-written song to do <laughs> That's that. Wild. So, you know, it was just great in those early days. And then uh, we were lucky enough to uh, have some more success in, in the US. And then, and of course, we were only professional for three years. And then we, we split up in 67. So th- those early days were great. But then after that, obviously an oracle, which spawned time of the season, um, it, not immediately, but uh-huh. it did eventually become, you know, pretty iconic, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, and it was, and that, that, that's always been such a joy, really. Um, so, you know, there's no complaints from, from me at all <laughs> about the way things have turned out. Well, like you said, you, you had those pre-Woodstock uh, Woodstock era anthems. What was it about this time period, in your opinion, that produced so many legendary musicians and really launched rock and roll into the mainstream? Well, I believe that, um, <clears throat> particularly in the UK, I mean, <clears throat> when we started, every band in the UK, and we were no exception, were, we were just in love with American music absolutely in love with it and and often it was a way of introducing us to black music um by proxy in a way because elvis was the first sort of a guy that i ever heard do any sort of rhythm and blues type thing you know just living in england um and very soon it it led me into listening to big mama thornton who um was the original version of um hound dog and then there's people like ray charles and it was just a wonderful a wonderful time for music in the UK. If you just joined us, we are talking to the founding member of the Zombies, Rod Argent, about his time and his influence in the psych rock community. Well, uh, 2019, you guys were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as one of the original, um, most people are saying the original kind of psychedelic rock band in the genre. But it's it's strange to me that, you know, you guys making the music that you were in the UK and almost simultaneously, at the exact same time, you had bands like 13 Floor Elevators and Moving Sidewalks popping up in Texas and in the U.S. with the same mm. kind of music. You know, do you do you feel like it was it was coincidental that both those you know different countries kind of came up with the same psychedelic rock idea about the same time? Well, it was a time of great change in the world. And, you know, the whole peace and love thing was going on. Now, we were never too naive about that, but at the same time, it was very powerful. And I always believe it was the first time that TV ever showed some uh, um, sort of realist footage Mm -hmm. about what was going on in Vietnam. Um, I mean, it wasn't as real as you see now, um, (laughs) but it was the first time that any war had, had been represented in anything like a real form. Right. And, and, and it turned a whole generation against the idea of war and against the idea of why are we destroying our fellow men, etc. Um, and it, was a, it, it, it formed a very powerful backdrop um, on music, and, and we couldn't help but be affected by that as well. Although we didn't, although, you know, we could see the dangers of it all. Sure. And, and sadly, some of the most wonderful practitioners got got their life, their minds messed up, you know, yeah. by um, exploring uh, psychedelic drugs, etc. Um, and you know, so it, it it wasn't just all one way, but um, it was it was a time that you couldn't help but be affected by if you were sure. in your early twenties, which we were. Right. Sure, absolutely. Well, there is there is some, and this is what I thought was interesting too, and really what I was looking forward to 
talking to you, there, there is some controversy that some people might not be privy to, and that's the fake zombies. Um, there was a few bands posing as the zombies. Uh, one of them made up from guys from ZZ Top, but then there was another somewhat imposter zombies band here in Michigan. Uh, how did you hear about them initially, and what was your reaction to all that? I sort of kept away from it, Percy. I yeah. mean, it didn't bother me that much, but some of the other guys in the band were very upset by it, um, and particularly when we heard that they were most of the bands were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Got to protect the brand. Well, the one in Texas, I think they were throwing records back at them when they were just... <laughs> Well, I can tell you that's never happened to us. Right. <laughs> you know, it was extraordinary. And I, I've got some, I mean, I, I take all day telling the stories, but um, there, there was one story where, um, that we heard about where this guy went along to a fake zombies gig um, who were pretending to be the real zombies. It was a big audience, yeah. and they were terrible. And he went backstage afterwards and said, you're not the zombies. And they said, oh, yes, we are. And, he, and he, he, the manager pointed, he said, there's Hugh Grundy there. He said, you're not Hugh Grundy. Hugh Grundy's a drummer, and you're the bass player. And he, and he said, uh, and then the manager said, no, 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 we are, we are, we are, we are. And then this guy pulled out a gun and pointed it at him. Oh, my God. Not the zombies. And he said, okay, okay, I own up. I own up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he was never seen again. <laughs> oh, man. Different game, the new album from the zombies coming out March 31st. We hope it's a great success for you. Sounds like it's going to be. Rod Argent, we really appreciate your time today with us. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on. It's been great speaking to you. Thanks, guys. Just catch the full interview with Rod Argent right now. It's on demand on the 107.7 RKR app. Download it. It was an absolute treat hanging out with him today. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock Morning Show with Meatball and uh, no Mark. <laughs> Mark ran down the hall. Uh, he was making a delivery to one of our bosses um, <laughs> in the building. So today's National uh, Cereal Day, and um, we wanted to discuss like people's favorite cereals. Obviously, Kellogg's is right down the street, so you got you know Kellogg's cornflakes and stuff down there. But um, I'm curious what everyone's uh, you know favorite cereals are in the area because I'm I'm not really much of a cereal person. I don't. Um, I don't really eat cereal that much. I know it's uh, you would think a morning jock, morning morning uh, DJ who wakes up at you know three o'clock in the morning, cereal would would be my best friend. But I really don't eat that much, man. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is about the best thing I can do. But me trying to cut back on the amount of sugar uh, <laughs> I eat in my diet does not um, compute. I guess it does not go well with uh, the whole cereal diet, but. I mean, there are some stuff out there I enjoy. And then obviously you put cereal on some of your food. Like I know, um, I, I don't know if, if it's a thing up here in Michigan, uh, but like potato casseroles that you would get at like a church um, <laughs> uh, potluck dinner. I, I, all the little old ladies uh, at church would always crumble like, um, you know, cornflakes over the top of it or something. So I don't know. I, I'm just not much of a cereal person, but I'm curious what everyone's cereals are. Uh, you can hit us up in the chat. Uh, part of the uh, the rocker app, or give us a call, man. Um, I just don't. Maybe maybe uh, you got something to say against me not liking cereal. Maybe that's your opinion on the matter. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. I I, I value uh, the health of the roof of my mouth. Two for Tuesday on Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark Freikhaus. Meatball, uh, some unfortunate news to share. Um, there is a local restaurant, locally owned business that's going to be closing. 
Mm. Uh, they've been around for 10 years now. Okay. Uh, the Garden Griddle in Pawpaw is mm. going to be closing after 10 years. That sucks. Yeah, uh, I don't... So they, they actually started... I actually know Sarah and uh, her husband, the, the folks that run this. Mm -hmm. And uh, they started actually in downtown Matawan. This was back in 2013, uh, right in downtown Matawan. And then uh, some years ago, they relocated to downtown Pawpaw. So that's where they've been ever since. Okay. And uh, they, they became a strong part of the Pawpaw community, man. Um, it's crazy. I mean, this this location where they're at now, no more than like 10 minutes from their last location. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been tough. Uh, it's a, from what they've said, uh, they said it's the best decision for our family. Uh, but they're forever grateful for the journey they've had with all of us. Um, the Garden Griddle's last day is going to be Sunday, March 26th. Okay. So if you guys want to go out there and support them, yeah. um, we got the info on the 107.7 RKR app where you can find them and uh, to see this very long post that they made. I don't, I don't know if Sarah was the one who made it, um, but it's a very long post on Facebook where the, she kind of tells the entire story of yeah. the restaurant and uh, the entire journey of it. Oh, that's so, cool, yeah. But yeah, that stinks. always a bummer when uh, another great locally owned business is closing, but still got some time to go over there and support them on their uh, future endeavors, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, like I said, you can read the announcement up there on the 107.7 RKR app and definitely wish the people at the Garden Griddle the best of luck going forward. Did you ever get out there and eat? Like, oh, yeah. Did you try their food? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely worth the trip out there. Okay. So make sure to support these guys uh, before they close up shop again up there on the Rocker app for you guys to check out. What should I get if I go? Everything. Two for Tuesday on Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. So, uh, Lay's kind of got roped into a post recently on Twitter. Somebody posted really? what looked to be a real bag of Lay's Crab Rangoon chips. Oh. Does that not sound amazing? I would eat it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I would eat, I would eat all of the chips. Yes. I would... Cut the bag open, lick the inside, <laughs> and then probably eat the bag, too. I am God, a I fan crab of crab ragoons, I'll be honest with you. And in chip form, how could that be bad, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out it was a hoax. It oh. was somebody had Photoshopped it. Thanks but, for breaking our hearts. Right, but there is a petition out there to, to Lay's to say, hey, I know it was fake, but, like, we should make this a real thing, right? Right, right, Because right. right. Lace, like put, Lace puts out, you know, some crazy chip flavors every once in a while. Especially you know? if you go to, like, the... Uh, the, the Asian markets yeah. and you see some of those oh, like yeah. imports, dude, yeah. there's some crazy flavors out there. So I was thinking about this, you know, Lay's has different flavors that they release every year in the U.S. They have different flavors that you can get in different countries, but you can't get here, right? Right. So we fe they featured flavors from different countries and stuff. Why not flavors of different states? You know, do a whole series on just this, the flavors I like of it. one state, right? Yeah. And why not do it on Michigan, right? Yeah. So I present to you, these are the flavors uh, of Michigan. Michiganders God. love their state a lot. They all have Michigan maps on their cars. All right. So try some of these flavors on. Size, yeah, Superman ice cream super chips. Uh, oh, Ooh. okay. Now, these would not be potato chips or corn chips, make these like waffle cone chips. I was gonna say they'd have to be like a dessert chip, uh huh? Yeah, and then yeah. you put the whatever the Superman flavoring is all over. I like it, yeah. Uh, will not actually give you superpowers, just so you know. I think that sounds good. Up north pasty potato chips, oh, all day, bro, yeah. All day, you'd have to stop me from eating those. There's hamburger theme, ham like cheeseburger flavored potato chips all over the place. Yeah, Just 
make it a UP thing. Mm -hmm. Go for straight for the pasties. Um, if we're going Michigan, then we need to have a Verner's original ginger chips. Okay. Potato chips with okay. a little bit of sizzle from the ginger. That's, uh, that's interesting. I would try those. Yeah. I uh, like it. Those potato chips will also cure any stomach ailment you might have. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, go real local with uh, Kalamazoo two-hearted tater beer chips. Oh, bro. You always drink a beer and then you want to eat fries or chips with it. Boom. Just combine the get two. out of here. I think yeah. I might have to try to make some of these. Yeah. You just can't get drunk on those chips, unfortunately. No, that's fine, though. <laughs> um, this one is more just kind of like a theme. Okay. Uh, road salt and vinegar chips <laughs> for Michigan. Oh, nasty. So think like salt and vinegar chips, but a lot more salt. And instead of vinegar, it's more of like a briny solution meant to uh, melt oh. snow and ice. Uh, fun fact, though, in the winter, you can crumple these up and use them as a uh, sidewalk. Oh, good. For you. <laughs> There's uh, eat the whole bag weed chips. So you get high, you get the munchies, you get more high. You can kind of see where that one's going. <laughs> uh, there's a couple more ideas on there as well. You can check them out. They're up on the Rocker app. I did want to talk about one more that I'm pretty proud of. Gotcha. These, this is, again, more of like a themed kind of chip for Michigan. The Pothole Potato Chips. And potato is in quote. Okay. Uh, what now the heck with, is that? Now with even deeper and emptier bags. This is a basically a mostly empty black hole of a bag with small bits of gravel and tire chunks at the bottom. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Don't step in it. You'll get lost.